Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, it's Tuesday. Paul Douglas, DJ, Jordana was filling in this morning. Nice to hear from her at 4.30, a quiz for International Women's Day. She made a, a guest appearance on her own show, which is a little weird, but uh, hey, rolling with the punches. So the question today is, are you rolling with the punches? The punches to your wallet, especially when you go to fill up your, your vehicle at the gas pumps. Are you okay with paying more for gas if it means supporting Ukraine, supporting democracy in Ukraine from Russian aggressors? I think as human beings, many of us, you know, with a strong sense of faith, how do you stand by and watch a sovereign nation be wiped out by another nation? Sitting by and doing nothing is morally bankrupt. And by the way, Russia may soon be bankrupt. It looks like they're, they, they may be about to uh, default on their debt. So it, it's a bit of a mess over there in terms of economic sanctions. Things are happening that have never happened before in a wartime setting. In a way, the West has declared economic war on Russia in reaction to rolling tanks and almost 200,000 Russian troops into Ukraine. And today, President Biden made the decision and the announcement, no more Russian oil. I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in the Congress and, I believe, in the country. Americans have rallied, support, have rallied to support the Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. That was President Joe Biden earlier today. And again, reality check, America gets about 3% of its oil from Russia. And a little bit of natural gas. We are much more self-sufficient when it comes to natural gas in this nation. Uh, Europe, it's a different story. 40% of the natural gas flowing into NATO countries, including Germany and France, comes from Russia, 40%. And there is concern, will Russia cut off that supply of natural gas 
to Europe in response. But they need the money, right? Because everybody is canceling Russia, including Starbucks and Coca-Cola. McDonald's temporarily closing 850 restaurants in Russia in response to the Ukraine invasion, or as the Russians like to call it, a military operation. Mm -hmm. Saw some guy on Twitter who said, NATO may refuse to impose a no-fly zone in Ukraine, but McDonald's just imposed a no-fry zone in Russia, and I'm loving it. So, ironically, we're not hearing much from Beijing. I guess they, they want it both ways. China will not condemn Russia, at least not, not formally, not publicly. Foreign Minister Wang Yi yesterday called Russia China's most strategic partner. And uh, George Orwell would be shaking his head in wonder. A new law makes discrediting the Russian military punishable by hefty fines or up to 15 years in prison. Uh, there's a law against fake news which prohibits making reference to the military operation in Ukraine as an attack, an invasion, or a declaration of war. If you say that, you could go to jail for up to 15 years. Stating the obvious, there is no freedom of speech in Russia. What, what little freedom the Russians did have seems to be going by the wayside. So we'll see how this all unfolds, but nearly 2 million Ukrainians have already fled their homeland. Over a million of those have settled in Poland. And just a little perspective, I found out today Russia's military eight times the size of Ukraine's. But NATO and the United States funneling more arms, including MiG fighters, MiG-29s, which were manufactured in Russia. Poland has been using them, and now Poland is donating them to the Ukraine and hoping that the United States will offer up additional fighter jets with comparable characteristics to those MiG-29s. And I couldn't help but notice, according to a senior U.S. defense official, the United States has anecdotal evidence that some of Russia's more than 150,000 invading troops were told that they were going on a training exercise. A training exercise. So, what do you think of this? Are you okay with paying more at the pumps? I mean, nobody wants to pay more for gas, but is the greater cause worth the hopefully temporary pinch in our in our wallets? Text us or call us 651-461-9226. Are you okay with gas prices going up considering the cause? And no, it's not Joe Biden's fault that gas prices are going up. Going to blame anybody. Blame the dictator. Blame Vladimir Putin for invading another country. And the uncertainty caused by that is what's causing gasoline prices, oil prices to rise dramatically. 130 bucks a barrel. Some are estimating it could go to 200 even 300 Who knows? 
What we do know is that teachers are on strike in Minneapolis, first time since 1970. When we come back, we talk with one mom in Minneapolis whose kids are being impacted right now. We want to get her perspective next on CCO. So we asked the question, are, are you okay on some level, maybe a subconscious level, paying more at the pump if it means supporting Ukraine, supporting democracy over a dictator in the Kremlin calling the shots? One of our texters says, another perfect example of privilege, pay the gas price or choose another option. Unfortunately, Ukraine does not have any other options. Another listener says, Paul, it's Joe Biden's fault. Say it because it's the truth. I'm not sure it is. If Vlad, if Putin hadn't invaded a neighboring sovereign nation, would prices be spiking up today? I don't know. I don't think so. But what do I know? Hopefully, Jerry has the answer key. He's listening from up in Clearwater. Hey, Jerry, you okay with paying a little more or a lot more for gas? Yeah, I am. Uh, <clears throat> I've been working in the oil fields. I worked in the oil fields for a lot of years, and uh, we should have never been buying any oil from Putin to start with. Uh, yeah. I, I got no problem with it. Well, I mean, Biden's in a no-win situation right politically it whatever he does he's going to get criticism but if the goal is to support emerging democracies like ukraine i i don't know if he has any other choice other than to shut off russian oil so you're not thrilled no, about you, it you can't you can't you can't blame biden for any of this uh they were buying oil when trump was in office from putin um the economy's good. People are back to work. I commute back and forth to the metro every day, and the freeways are full. Uh, people are buying gas. They're not staying home. Jerry, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for listening. You hang in there. Hope, hope this right. is a good year for you and yours. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry up in Clearwater. Hey, this uh, teacher strike in Minneapolis, we're on the phone right now with uh, Minneapolis parent Shannon Gidley. She has a first grader at Bancroft Elementary and a sixth grader at Anderson Middle School. Shannon joining us today. Hey, Shannon, welcome. Hey, hello there. It's actually Shannon Gibney, but yeah, thank you. How do you say your last name, Gidley? No, Gibney, G-I-B-N-E-Y. Gibney. Gibney. Okay. Yeah, Gibney. Got it. All right. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Shannon, you were on the uh, picket line today supporting teachers. Talk about where your head is at with the strike. Of course, it, it, it's not a great development for any family in the Minneapolis school district. But uh, why were you on the picket line today? I mean, we love our teachers. Uh, I went down with our friends um, who also have kids at uh, Bancroft and Anderson. Uh, we all went down together, um, and so it's like a community and family thing um, to to show support uh, for uh, teachers and support staff. Uh, there is a lot of other friends and community members down there. A lot of hugging. I mean, it's been a rough uh, two and a half years here through the pandemic, and so I just feel like also as a parent, any time that I can tell teachers 
thank you <laughs> uh, for everything that they've been doing um, for our kids and for our families. Um, I want to do that. Um, and, um, you know, and I think it's, it's also a powerful um, message and experience for my kids to also um, understand that teachers are workers too, right? Um, and that um, workers have things that they need you know, to, to be okay. You know, they need healthcare, they need a decent wage, they need, um, you know, supports in their jobs so that they can actually do their jobs well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Hey, if, if it wasn't for a couple of science teachers and a great English teacher, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd be selling pencils right now. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm with you when it comes to honoring uh, our teachers and encouraging more people to go into that profession and we need amazing educators so i i hope this gets resolved quickly in minneapolis and of course yeah. you know more pay that that was part of it uh smaller class size i get that and more support more counselors to deal with mm -hmm. what is shaping up to be a mental health crisis a lot of young people are, are suffering yep. with anxiety and depression how, how are your kids doing shannon uh, they're great. <laughs> I mean, um, and I say that as, you know, a, a privileged uh, upper middle class person, you know, with two master's degrees. I'm a professor and uh, and a writer. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I, you know, class matters, I, I guess what I'm saying. Um, and um, and then also my kids and I have like a very uh, vibrant family and community support system um, as well. So we've been able to navigate some of the um, ups and downs of the past two and a half years, I think, um, better than a lot of a lot of other folks, I think. Um, yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, I'm on sabbatical this year, too, so I've been able to like stay home and, and um, you know, just really kind of be there for my kids um, in ways that, you know, people who have to be at physically at a job every day, you know, at a work site every day, like can't necessarily, um, can't necessarily do. So, yeah. Well, Shannon, I, I appreciate you weighing in and hopefully this gets resolved uh, quickly and, um, some sense of normalcy can return for parents in the Minneapolis school district. But thank you for, for uh, joining us today on CCO, Shannon Gidney. And I sure appreciate you uh, taking the time. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, Shannon. You too. So worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That was interesting. Uh, St. Paul got it done. Minneapolis. I mean, we'll see how long it takes. More reaction to the question, are you okay on some level paying more for gas? One of our listeners says the buck 50 increase we saw the last two years 
is Biden's fault. This next 50 cents is not. Another listener says, uh, no, I'm not okay, Paul. Unlike the people still hiding out at home, I have to drive to work every day. Yet another listener says, yes, okay to support Ukraine with higher gas prices. Be thankful for being free and safe. Another listener says it's Biden's fault. Open our own pipelines. Another listener says, I have no problem with higher gas prices, and I'm buying gas cards to give to friends uh, for whom this may be a greater hardship. And finally, somebody says uh, on our text line, less than two years ago, we were an oil exporter. No dependence on imported oil. Wouldn't that be nice now? The current administration absolutely had an effect on that equation. So, yeah, I struggle with this, too. But because um, I have a foot in both camps. And, DJ, you and I talked about the whole electric. Yeah, is this going to get more people off the dime faster with EVs, with electric vehicles? I'm going to be dry. I, I have a foot in both camps. I gas powered and electric, and I'm paying about a third the price per mile to drive an electric vehicle. And I charge it up at home. And yeah, that that's a luxury. I have a garage. Not everybody. I get that. And the prices are coming down. You can. Buy an electric vehicle in the 30s. You don't have to spend stupid money. So I don't know if, if this is going to accelerate that curve. To me, it seems like electric is the future. We'll still be driving gas-powered, but I think it'll be a slow fade in the years to come. But in the short term, we're going to be paying more for gas, no doubt about that. Already up 5 6 7 bucks a gallon in parts of uh, California, $7 a gallon. So, when we come back, a few show highlights, the stuff that really stood out during today's show. Next. So, DJ informed me that there is still, what, there's a place you can, can get gas for a buck twenty-nine. Is that is that true? Uh, where did you? Yeah, yeah, you can still get. Where? Where? Oh, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Get it? <laughs> so I, I saw that one today. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to Billy Joel for telling that joke over this just fantastic piece of hey. art. But sorry, and let me and to all the haters. I I love I love Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> My wife thinks I'm nuts. Well, she's thought that for 43 years, but. Yeah, I, I don't eat it every day, but I, I still treat myself to Taco Bell. Yeah. All right. So, uh, interesting show today. Of course, they they settled the uh, concerns in St. Paul. No strike, no teacher strike in St. Paul. Minneapolis, first strike, first teacher strike since 1970. We had Dr. Joe Gothard on the air. He's the uh, St. Paul School Superintendent. And we asked, how did his district get a deal done and avoid a strike? Well, there's a few things. One, we you know have good partnership with our bargaining members from the SPFE team, and 
we've proven that through, you know, our la- our last labor standoff and right into the pandemic. You know, we've never really truly left the table with them. Um, and we've had to, you know, experience trying to do school virtually and trying to problem solve through some of those problems. So going into contract negotiations, you know, I feel like we had a good relationship established. It was just going to be a matter of the time it was going to take for us to sort out our priorities. And more importantly, uh, to work together to, to find out what fit in our parameters and, and what perhaps uh, was going to be left out. So yeah, a lot of factors entering into the equation, uh, higher pay, smaller class sizes, more counselors to deal with mental health issues. It's been hard for everybody, but especially hard for kids with the pandemic, uh, the riots, the alternating flip-flopping back and forth between distance learning and in-class learning. So it's it's been really tough. And uh, hopefully the Minneapolis teacher strike gets resolved in the very near future, one day at a time. Twin Cities Urban League CEO Stephen Belton joined our conversation about the teacher strike and added his perspective. This really comes down to money. And so you've got different challenges in Minneapolis than you have in St. Paul. Minneapolis is bleeding uh, students. And part of what the challenge is there is that, you know, they're losing students at a rapid, more rapid rate than St. Paul is. And in some of the other districts, people are, children are going to uh, charter school, alternative uh, forms of education and uh, so they've got a, a real problem with holding on to the kids that they have and of course every time a student leaves uh, they take their foundation aids the formula goes along with them so the basic aid to the district goes down but this comes down to money and uh, it comes down to priorities and the, I think ultimately the school board is going to have to step in the Minneapolis school board is going to have to step in and direct uh, the superintendent and uh, the leadership there to reach an agreement, to find common ground. Uh, it begins by listening hard, listening carefully, even listening uncomfortably. And there's nothing comfortable about these labor negotiations, but it doesn't help to finger point. And I was, I did hear a sound bite uh, this morning and I realized it's just a sound bite, but uh, one of the uh, leaders for the teachers union was demonizing the uh, representative from the HR department. I kind of cringed when I heard that because I don't even know who is negotiating on the part of the Minneapolis public schools who represents HR and those negotiations are the labor relations department. I don't know who that is, uh, but I know that demonizing the individuals and calling them out is not going to be helpful uh, when you got to get back in that room and face each other and try to figure out where the common ground is. And so I think the common ground begins by agreeing that this, um, you know, that this strike is not helping anybody, Paul. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it may be saving the district a few dollars, but it is hurting the kids. And since everybody has agreement that the kids come first, then let's try to figure it out. And, uh, there's a significant gap between what the district has offered and what they, you know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to inflation, but it's at about 7% oh, yeah. the past year. And, uh, if you're offering a 2% raise, the people are going to do the basic math and think that that's not fair. Whether or not the district can meet that is a different question. Opening up the books, being transparent, and listening to each other is a great place to start. Stephen Belton, Urban League Twin Cities CEO, setting me straight and giving me, all of us, uh, some some great perspective on this. And so uh, we certainly appreciate him stepping in. And uh, again, hopefully this gets resolved in the very near term. 
hardest thing you can do, DJ, is is to really listen to other people and listen to their concerns. Uh, I've just found in terms of skills, and I'm guilty of this too, right? We don't want to listen. We just want to kind of be in our bubble, and it uh, sometimes it hurts to actually listen to something you don't yeah. want to hear, right? Yeah. Paul, one of the things about this teacher strike in both St. Paul and Minneapolis that makes me think is that we say uh, we say as a society that education and the future and children are a high priority. If you go ask people yeah. on the street, they would rank that very high, correct? But yes. yet we pay our teachers at a lower rate than lots of other types of jobs that we would maybe rank lower. So do you as a capitalist as a business owner as a minnesotan like do, do you think that's okay it's just supply and demand and there's lots of teachers so this is where they get slotted in the income bracket or do you think it's a problem that sometimes um a bartender per, per se makes more than a school teacher is that, is that a systematic problem that that is the case yeah i think houston minneapolis we have a problem yeah we we rely on teachers. And look, I, as a parent, kids get a lot of stuff from their parents, hopefully. But at the end of the day, we rely on teachers to educate our kids, to make sure our kids are ready for a, a prosperous, successful, productive career. And if you want your kids to be successful, yeah, parents have a big role in that. But so do teachers. And... We do, we do have an issue. We say one thing and do another. And I know other countries, teachers are venerated, almost worshipped, and they are paid accordingly. And yes, we, we live in a capitalistic society. It's supply and demand. But man, we, we scratch our heads and say, you know, our kids aren't ready for college or they're not ready for the real world. And then we blame the education system. Well, Part of the problem may be we're, we're not paying enough to attract the most talented people to the profession of teaching. I know a lot of teachers who teach because they love to teach. They, they love that feeling. When kids come back to them years later and thank them, best feeling in the world. But I, I, I shake my head. And one somebody, I think Vanita even mentioned, Vanita Sakar mentioned earlier today in a tweet, she goes, we, we got a $9 billion surplus? We can't use a little bit of that for teachers? Really? So this is a, way above my pay grade. But we want our kids to be ready f for the world. And if they don't have great educators... How is that even possible? We're letting our kids down. So got to find a way to make it work. And hopefully they will in Minneapolis in the very near term. When we come back, you don't want to mix up Putin with Putin. We'll explain next. Now, Putin, Putin says he's offering humanitarian corridors for real this time, but only for Ukrainians to flee to Russia. Well, that's not helpful. That's like having a safety sign that says, in case of fire, jump into a pit of snakes. 
It turns out that Ukrainian resistance has been much fiercer than Putin ever dreamed. So instead of trying to achieve... Absolutely. So instead of trying to achieve a military victory, the Russians are attacking civilian infrastructure in an attempt to make Ukrainians survive with all electricity, water, food, medical help, and means of subsistence in what many are calling an effort to break Ukrainian morale. Break the morale? Hasn't Putin seen how tough these Ukrainians are? This weekend, a man and a woman who are serving together in the resistance took a break from fighting to get married on the front lines. It's, it's like a wedding in Texas, but with slightly fewer guns. <laughs> although, although I must say... Stephen Colbert and... Uh, speaking of Russia, some people apparently are confusing Putin, who is the autocrat, some say he's a dictator, and I guess not much difference in this case. And Putin. There is apparently a difference between Putin and Putin. Putin, of course, has two of my favorite things in the world, fries and gravy. Well, yeah, but it's got, and it's, it's got cheese curds, too. And cheese curds as well. Yeah, yeah well, that's three of your favorite things, right? Three of my favorite things. Okay. And, and it's big in Canada. Mm-hmm. But apparently some people are calling... Uh, restaurants and demanding that they stop serving poutine, even though that has nothing to do with Russia <laughs> and Vladimir Putin. And so, uh, I you've had poutine, right? You're oh. pro poutine. Oh yeah, I've had poutine in Canada. It's it's fantastic. I mean, you know, and there might be a heart attack afterwards, but you know, it's it's really good. Yeah, it comes with a surgeon. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> A surgeon delivers the poutine to your table. So uh, this morning, Steve Simpson and Vanita Sakar addressed this. And if you missed it, this this made me chuckle. One reaction from someone who tweeted this. Um, please, please stop confusing Putin and poutine. One is a dangerous and unwholesome mix of greasy, lumpy, and congealed ingredients. The other is a delicious food. <laughs> Amen. DJ, thank you. Tomorrow, we got your travel segment at 5.30, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Do you know what you're going to do, or are you going to make it up? Yeah, I'm going to tell you where you can go uh, 90 minutes or less from the Twin Cities. We're all trying to save some gas money. So if you want to take a trip, but you don't want to fuel up the car too many times, I'll tell you how to do it. That's tomorrow at 5.30. We hope you tune in. Uh, Be safe out there. Spring is coming. Should feel like it next week. We'll catch you tomorrow. Really? There's a butt mandate on this show now? Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.